For the first time in over a year, welcome back to Take It From Us. You probably saw about everybody in their free time started a podcast during the pandemic. We were quick on the scene. We did it before that. So we figured there's no better time to come back than during the pandemic. It's been a while. There's been a lot that's happened since our last podcast. It, it might have been before the last Super Bowl even, I think. Could have been. So, I think it was. A lot to cover today. Um, we'll be going over... I guess kind of the big non-sports, sports, non-live sports sporting event we had, The Last Dance. Um, comparing a little MJ versus LeBron. Um, obviously, since then, LeBron's won a championship. And then talking about the Super Bowl. So plenty to talk about. We'll try to touch on everything. And again, as always, thanks for listening. So Jake here with Colin and Brooke. And I know the MJ versus LeBron debate is something that Colin takes extremely seriously so I will let Colin kind of kick it off with what he thought about the last dance what he thought about LeBron getting number four and how it all stacks up yes it's nice that Brooke is pretty passionate about it too oh yeah because uh well first I thought the last dance was really it was really like informational because you know it gives you an insight that we never really got to saw got to see that era especially just live um it's kind of interesting too just how like the front office um I guess, you know, created that and then also destroyed it. Um, just showed you really how dominant how dominant MJ was. He had a lot of pieces, probably the best coach of all time. Um, best, you could call him Robin of all time and Scottie Pippen, uh, which is something else too that I really wanted to talk about. Arguably the best rebounder of all time on yeah, the team. exactly. Robin. And like, you know, it, the, the GOAT debate with LeBron and MJ, I think... You know, everyone says, oh, MJ's got six titles. I mean, so does Scottie Pippen. Um, Scottie Pippen was also a 12-time all-defensive team, eight-time first-team all-defensive guy. Um, and just the fact that that they did all the dirty work so MJ could have all the shine, which is also what I thought that Last Dance was. It was pretty much a 10-episode, 10, 10 how how much we could just put MJ on a pedestal, in my opinion. Made made Scottie Pippen look like a, like a, not a nobody, but like just didn't make him feel important, which is why I think Scottie Pippen's the most underappreciated athlete in history. Athlete, not even basketball player, I think. Yeah, he's got to be up there. And the other thing that just came to me was, you know, everybody wants to talk about the time periods they played in. And at least as far as my opinion goes, uh, what really irks me is back in the 90s, the media and the fans really, like Campbell said, put MJ on a pedestal. And in today, it's just like everybody talks about how LeBron will never be MJ. Like, we'll do anything to rip him down. And, you know, you just got to wonder if LeBron was playing in the 90s, would yeah. he get the same type of respect MJ did or no? I mean, it, it's interesting. I thought the last dance was awesome because obviously we didn't live through that era. So I got to see a side of MJ when they talk about that killer instinct. I thought that was probably the coolest thing about it was that MJ cared about basketball and really only basketball, sometimes to a fault, but I think that's what made him great. And my biggest thing with watching that is, you guys kind of touched on it, is the front office. The front office put MJ in a spot to succeed. It's kind of like, you know, Steph went to the Warriors. The front office did an excellent job of getting Draymond in there, getting Clay in there. You get Steve Kerr as a coach. 
you, you compare that to, I, I don't want to jump right away and just comparing it all versus LeBron, but... You can, though. If you look at LeBron's situation, everyone knocks him for jumping ship, people might say, to the Heat. It's because the Cavs, whatever it was, six, seven years, they couldn't put a team around him. And he still took Zildrunas Olgowskis, Verjao, Mo Watson, Delonte. You took Drew that Gooden, team to the yeah. finals. The second option so, was Zildrunas Olgowskis. Yes. And so that's, dude, that's the cashier at Mega Saver now or something. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's not get it twisted. That Those teams that he took to the finals were stacked with absolute bums. Yeah. You, know what, you know what Jordan did his rookie in his second year in the NBA? He got swept in the first round. How many yeah, years did it take him to get to the finals before he rattled off those six? Exactly. Yeah, and I, I'd also like to throw out he had you know a, a pretty solid coach in in yeah. college too. LeBron jumped straight from high school to the league, so I mean that's a important development thing too. I thought I, I think he kind of touched on that first season when MJ came in and he said he'd get on the plane, they'd be gambling, doing drugs, all that stuff, and like. I thought that spoke to MJ's, you know, competitive level and maturity by, you know, kind of just being there just for basketball. But LeBron, I mean, you jump straight as an 18-year-old kid to the league, and you're immediately the face of a franchise, the face of the league pretty much. That's, and, and to that's put that in perspective, too. in one year he went from playing against like 5'10 white guys that didn't go on to play college basketball to – playing against grown yeah. men in their primes, making millions of dollars. like. And when you say grown men, too, people act like, you know, MJ played the, the toughest of the tough, and by the time LeBron got in the league, it was soft. I, you talk about the Pistons teams that MJ played. I know it wasn't to the same degree, but you look at, look at the Pistons teams that LeBron came in and played. Oh. I mean, you had some, some rough Wallace, guys on that time, too. Yeah, I mean... You still had guys that played physical basketball. It wasn't really until about when Steph came in the league that the game became kind of perimeter focused. Yeah, more and finesse. Than... More finesse. Like when LeBron came in the league, it was still physical basketball. Yeah, exactly. And the fact that he played through those years of physical basketball and is now, you know, came in the league in so '03, right? Yeah. And, and now we're in 2021, and he's still arguably the greatest player on the planet. And that's that was my next point is like the longevity of his career, like no question has to be the greatest of all time. And like Draymond just said it this week in a tweet where he was like, "How is LeBron still getting better in year 18?" Mm-hmm. So the fact that he's able to do this at 38 or 30 something like that. Yeah, I mean, it's. It, I thought it was always going to be a joke about him and Bronny playing on the same team, but it looks very realistic if, right if, now. If Bronny can get to if he can league, get to the league. I mean, he's got a really good chance of playing his dad. His pops ain't slowing down yet. No. I do think now, like the league is just not. I wouldn't say like over overloaded, but like you got back then, it wasn't like you know one and dones yeah. and all that. It's harder to get to the league now. I mean, unless you're unless you're like a Mel, you know, Lamella Ball or you know, you mm-hmm. name it, Zion. Who who knows? But um, I wanted to get back to like the how you said Jordan didn't have to you know leave anywhere. LeBron had to because. I mean, in Cleveland, they weren't giving him anything to work with. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, LeBron jumped ship to Miami. It's just crazy, too, how you look at the, the players that LeBron has helped, like, get their ring. So you got, you got well, D-Wade already had a ring, but Chris Bosh, I mean, with Toronto. I mean, they were, Toronto was a good team, but they weren't. They were never going anywhere. They were never going anywhere. And also with that, Chris Bosh now has that heart problem. So, yeah. I mean, he had to retire early, so. Mm-hmm. 
And then you look at Kyrie. I mean, Kyrie with, you know, without LeBron was nothing. When he got drafted to Cleveland, was nothing. Helped him get a ring. K-Love, I mean, probably one of the best, you know, double-double guys in, in history. Um, then you got AD. I mean, AD was, I mean, he's probably the, the best big man. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people will say he could be the best big man ever, like when it's all said and done. With New Orleans, I mean, he didn't, they weren't really going anywhere with just with AD. Like, everywhere he goes, I mean, they're automatically a title contender. Yeah. And you, when you look at when MJ left and go went and played baseball, I'm pretty sure the Bulls went to the, the semis, I think. Yeah. Eastern Conference semis, uh-huh. I think. Something like that. But it just shows you, like, I'm not saying, like, Scottie Pippen was the best player on that team. It's just, it really irritates me how if you're going to put all the energy in saying MJ's the GOAT, MJ's the GOAT, like six rings, six no, you got to put Scottie Pippen, like, you got to give him just as much credit, if not close to as much credit. I mean, he has six rings too. Exactly. Why are we not talking about that? Yes. And you probably had the most dominant rebounder of all time in exactly. Dennis Rodman too. Yeah. Just a physical presence too. Yeah. Like Even they, Rodman they, went on yeah. first take and he said, he said Scottie Pippen was one of the best players in that era, yeah. and guy who played right alongside him. When Jordan left, Pippen left led every single statistical category. Exactly, and to hit on what you just said about when Jordan left, I mean, and that team was still like good enough to get in the playoffs and in the second round or whatever. It was when LeBron left Cleveland to go to L.A. Like they're they're still bad this year. Like. Mm-hmm. I mean, they haven't got over, like, 35 wins since LeBron left. And, I mean, now they have some young talent. K-Love's still there. But it just goes to show you, like, you know, how your front offices do make a big difference. Like, the Bulls put together such a good team that without Jordan, they could still get back to the playoffs. And LeBron, again, I mean, had more talent this the second time around with Cleveland, yes. But still, without him, it's like... They're not going anywhere. Yeah. I got. I have two last things to say on it, and then if you guys got more, you can add in. But my last two things are, one, I hate the argument that LeBron started the Super Teams. The Super Teams started because of LeBron. If people don't remember, the Boston Celtics assembled that team. Exactly. And it's clear as day. I'm, I'll say, like, I'm a Celtics fan. I will say they assembled that Super Team because they knew they needed to, to, like, can get even LeBron. compete with LeBron in the East. LeBron, with those bum teams, still gave the Celtics series when it was Paul Pierce, still pretty much in his prime, KG towards the end of his prime, but still in it, and then Ray Allen, same thing. So, you know, LeBron leaving and going to Miami, you can, I, I understand the argument, they should have beat Dallas his first year. Also, they, should have. Yeah, they had a budding superstar, that Celtics team, in yeah. Rajon Rondo. Yes, so, the big four, pretty much. Yeah, Not I mean, even the big three, the big four. So I, that, that's the last thing I wanted to say on that is LeBron did not create super teams. They were created because of him. Yeah. And the, the last thing I want to say is you can say whatever you want about his time in Miami. If you think you should have got more than two, if you think that two or two, whatever you want to say, like I, I'm not going to sit here and argue with that. I will say this, though. I, I don't think there's a more impressive NBA championship in the history than LeBron beating that 73-9 and nine Warriors team down 3-1. It's like that that was the greatest team of all time. And yet again, the second Game 7 gets done, Draymond heads to the parking lot and calls KD. People just fear LeBron. <laughs> exactly. that's, the, that's what I think makes him so special is at any time 
it becomes clear that, hey, we don't have an answer for LeBron James. He's the most dominant player in the league. There's nothing we can do to stop it. Boom. Something happens. Things shift. Super team forms. Look at this year. He goes to the West. You know, he gets the first year injury. He gets through all that. They win the title last year. Look at all the superstars that have left the West. Katie's gone. Harden's gone. Kyrie. So... It's like people complain about the East being soft for the whole time LeBron was there. Second he comes over the Big Bad West, everyone wants out. Like if that, if that doesn't tell you something, I don't know what does. Do you wanna? It's a great point because I mean, it's pretty much like I mean, like you said, it's like you can't you can't like say you know okay like MJ, he's probably he's probably more clutch. Um, he's had more clutch shots, and then especially when people say oh Kyrie hit the shot in twenty sixteen. I mean, Steve Kerr hit that shot. Yeah. I can't remember what year that was, but I mean, I, I just hate that argument, especially too, because like you said, that finals perf- or probably the best finals victory mm-hmm. ever when they came back from three one, and then even the following year when uh, KD came, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure LeBron averaged a triple double. Yeah. Yes. In that finals, which I think that was the first in NBA history, so it's just I I don't know it. It's a tough argument and. That's why it's fun to talk about. And my closing thoughts on it are, um, what was I going to say? Kyrie not realizing how good he had it with LeBron and like not wanting to be the sidekick, so to say. Well, look at him now. He's the third option at, in Brooklyn now behind Harden and KD. And he went to Boston to be the first option and couldn't do it. Too. Exactly. That's a good point. And the other thing is I've yet to meet someone who can rationally like tell me why Jordan is better than LeBron. They always fall back on the classic. He has more championships. So does so, Pippen. Yeah. And my thing is LeBron has four. He's not slowing down. So you're telling me if the man gets to seven yeah. that he like, it'll just be over like the more championships, like yeah. he, he'll be the goat. I mean, if that's your only argument, then Bill Russell's better than <laughs> yeah, Jordan, right? No kidding. And that's, it was the same when people talk with Kobe and I mean, that just drives me nuts. And, I don't know. It's, I mean, we can go around the circle and yeah. <laughs> you can say you can say whoever you want is the goat, but I, for sure, those are the top two. I mean, you can have your opinion, whatnot. Yeah. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully, if you have an opinion, you can give your. I'll go on record facts. and saying LeBron is the goat, right? Now. Oh, hundred percent. I I hope people appreciate what they're witnessing with LeBron. I wish I could have lived through the MJ era. I'll say that I wish I could have watched MJ play for fifteen years. I hope people that are so hell bent. On MJ being the goat, like don't just not appreciate what LeBron's yeah. doing because <laughs> it, it's incredible. It's gonna be awesome to look back on and say yeah. I, I got to wa- like, grow up how, watching him play. How our parents feel about MJ is how in twenty years we're gonna feel about yes. LeBron. Yep. And yes. you know, I mean, we are a little bias, uh, recency bias, you know, because we grew up watching LeBron. But I mean, I've seen the Last Dance and the clips of Jordan, and it's impressive. It yeah. is impressive. I'm not taking away from that, yeah. but I think the longevity and yeah. you know just the freak athleticness and. Cause I'll be honest, I had a I had an MJ jersey when I was a kid. Like I, I'm like MJ. Like when you think of basketball, it's MJ, MJ. But obviously, with the goat argument, the last dance didn't help because it was just like I said, it's a ten episode. It's like the, they're just feeding you what you know what they want you know. And I'm if correct me if I'm wrong. I think didn't they start like putting that together after the 2016 victory. So they started working on it. LeBron was, yes. And, and MJ was holding it 
for the longest time, and the second so Go Talks little, fire uh, back up. Yeah, say whatever you want. The the goat debate is very important, MJ. So there's no denying that. No. You guys good on that? I think we're good. I think right. I said what I need to say. Good. So, along the same lines, Super Bowl this weekend. First off, I think it's going to be an incredible game. I think you have the most, as of right from what we've seen so far, the most talented football player to ever touch a football at the quarterback position in Pat Mahomes. It's pretty much undeniable. What he can do is it's incredible. And on the other end, you have Tom Brady, who has, is undeniably, you know, has the greatest achievements at the quarterback position. So I think I've seen a lot this week about, you know, I like this won't affect either one of their legacies because A, Brady's already done what he's done. He's 43. B, Mahomes has at least probably 15 more years to go out. Who knows what the state of the NFL will be, but at least 15 yeah. more years, I would say, if he stays healthy, to go continue to build his legacy. I'm on the other end here. I look at this as... A longtime Patriots fan. I love Brady. Second he left, I said, I will root for Tom as long as he's not playing the Patriots. So I think this is, and this can almost lock up the GOAT debate for Brady. If Brady can go out and win this game at 43 years old, first year at the new team, without an offseason, I think it'll be very, very tough for Pat Mahomes to catch him. I think Pat's got to go out and get six more rings after this and almost tie him at seven. Otherwise, it's just going to continue to be that same debate of the one that people have with Rodgers and Brady. Of course, Rodgers is probably more physically gifted. He is more physically gifted, not probably. He is more physically gifted. But I think Brady's still the GOAT because of everything he does pre-snap, preparation, just everything he does to be the greatest. So, I mean, pretty much what I'm saying here is Mahomes goes out, wins this game. He's got a head-to-head matchup with Brady in the Super Bowl. He's two of the six he would need. I think if he goes out and gets three or four more and he continues to play at the level he's playing at right now, I think that'll, you know, we'll probably be having the conversation of Mahomes being the GOAT. So I think even though we're in a pandemic year, things are crazy, this is a really important game for legacies. Okay, so real quick, though, um, just to just to be clear, so Jake's a Tom, Tom Brady fan, Brooks a Chiefs fan, mm-hmm. but I'm going to let you give your – Thoughts on the game first, and then I'm gonna ask you two questions because I'm just I'm just looking forward to a good game. But I want to yeah. ask you two questions. Absolutely. So in my mind, I think, like Jake said, we talked about this a little bit before we started recording, and I think that if Brady wins this Super Bowl, Mahomes has to pass him in order to know to for sure get ahead of him in the goat talk. But if Mahomes wins this one and they're tied. Then I would say you you got to give it to Mahomes because this like like Jake said this if is if he a, gets a couple more right well yeah you're saying okay. I mean yes I think you know the way they have their money the Chiefs have spent their money they'll be in the Super Bowl at least three or four more times I mean barring any big injuries or to Mahomes or whoever but yeah if if Mahomes can get close in the number of Super Bowls and win this one I think you got to give it to him but if Brady wins this one at forty three with the team that the Chiefs have this year, then that might cement it. I mean, Mahomes would have to do something crazy and pass him at that point. What you got for us, boss? Definitely. I was gonna, so I was going to ask, so let's say say Mahomes, say Mahomes beats Brady. Is this like the passing of the torch? 
from Brady to Mahomes just from, like, let's say dynasty perspective? So... I I think I don't know. It's a it's a difficult question because I personally thought last year was going to be the passing of the torch. I thought the Patriots are going to beat the Titans, go into Arrowhead, probably lose to Arrowhead, and that would be the passing of the torch. Assuming Brady would stay with the Patriots, it didn't look like he'd have weapons. I don't know. It's one of those weird things now, where I I mean, it's if the Chiefs win this game, a hundred percent, they are the new NFL dynasty. 100%. If the Bucks win this game, it still looks like the Chiefs are going to be the next dynasty, barring any, barring like an Andy Reid retirement, Tyreek or Kelsey getting hurt, leaving, whatever that might be. So I would, I would say yes. I would say in a degree, the torch has already been passed. I think for years and years, Brady was the face of the NFL. Mahomes is 100% the face of the NFL now. And that's what I mean, like, being the face, yes. like the core, and quarterback, most important position. Like Brady's always been, you know, you think of the NFL, yeah. you think of Brady. And so now, in my opinion, this is either the passing of the, the official passing of the torch, 100%, or it's Brady's like pretty much ride off in the sunset. Even if he doesn't retire, this would be like our final glorious memory of Brady. So, regardless, yes, I think after this season, like, could the buck if everything stays together? Could the Bucks be back next year? They definitely possibly could. Will the Chiefs be back? I think yes. As of right now, unless something crazy happens, the AFC Deshaun goes to a contender. Like this is, <laughs> if if the Chiefs win, yes, it's a hundred percent the official. You know, if you go to, if you win back to back Super Bowls and you went to the AFC Championship game. No, year before I hundred percent. So what else you got for us, Campbell? Well, okay, so especially before with all the Super Bowl, I love like the Super Bowl media week, the the week before, mm-hmm. especially because. So I heard Frank Clark. Uh, you know, usually when they like to poke, you know Brady, I just you know obviously just gives him more motivation than what he needs. Like Frank Clark just went off just two minutes, just pretty much just like putting Brady on a pedestal. You know, like saying he's got great shoulders, like his shoulders, all this. I think he went on like a minute and a half just talking about his shoulders. Do you think that's like a, a reverse mind game? I think with Frank so. Clark? Because last year he was talking a ton of shit up to the AFC Championship and the Super Bowl. So um, I think this year, you know, you don't poke the goat, I guess, is the mindset with him. But I mean, he is a big talker, you know, so. If the Chiefs do win, Frank Clark is going to have a lot to say, and it probably won't be as nice to Brady. Right. I, I don't like Frank Clark. I don't like Frank Clark. I don't like Chris Jones. I don't like the Honey Badger. This could just be me. I don't know. I, I don't. I think it's like a little bit of pettiness of me being a Patriots fan for so long and seeing them shine and then seeing, I don't know, seeing the Chiefs kind of take over. I'm sure that's part of it. Like, I've never – I'm always one of those guys where it's like if my team's talking, I kind of let it go. But if you know the other team's talking, so I, I, it's it's dangerous to me if if that's what you're asking. I think it's I would much rather have Frank Clark as a Brady fan be talking shit going in this game. The fact that like he's showing respect like that, like he's obviously a dominant player. Chris Jones is dominant. It's one of those games where if if they can show respect like that leading up and then flip the switch again, where they just are the monsters they are. Like, I don't know. It, it's going to be 
it'll, it'll be a fun game to watch. I think this year is really interesting to me because the last last year's playoff run for the Chiefs like was wild just because they got down 24 to the Texans and came back and beat them by 20. They got down 10 to the Titans, came mm-hmm. back and smacked them, and then it was looking like up until like late in the third quarter they were going to lose to the 49ers, and they came back and won by 11. And this year it's we've been there. We're poised, like we're not getting in holes that we're trying to dig out of. So, I mean, they're only getting more confident. So, if they do get in a hole, I'm live betting them. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, they have to be one of the best live bet teams in history. Oh yeah. Like if, you look at even them. if they get down like twenty right off the rip, I would still, as a Chiefs fan, <laughs> feel good about them coming back. Because if we, if me and Jake weren't at that Houston KC game when it was twenty four yeah. nothing, you could just tell though, like. It's like this nope. game is not over. Nobody cared. Not even close. Chiefs fans didn't care. Yeah, they're like, all right, that's fine. Because normally when you when you we'll rattle off like fifty six straight, like you just you can hear a pin drop. Like yeah. people are no. still drinking beer. They're still that's going nuts. It, yeah. It's like there's there's like calm, cool, and collected, and just like the Super Bowl. I mean, I mean, what was what did they get down in the Super Bowl? Was it like I know 30, it was. Uh, I know it was twenty to thirteen late in the. Or was it? They were, they were down about 10 pretty late. So 20 yeah. to, it was like 10. 20 to 10. Yeah. They scored to cut it to three. Yeah, that's right. 20 to 10 and then three touchdowns okay. late yeah. and then put it away. That's what I mean. I'll say like, I think that's why the Chiefs are so dangerous. Like the Warriors, you never have them put away. It's what's scary. So, yeah, it's one of those things where if you're a Bucks fan, there should never be a time, no matter how much you're up, at what point that you should be able to relax. And I wanted to also point out, like, I'm not taking a shot at Brady or anything. I, I would say right now Brady's definitely the GOAT. I, I, I don't like him, but I respect him. But also if you look at like all the defenses he's had and just all the help he's had, he's been very fortunate. Also, do you think this defense has been a big part of this year for Tampa? Yeah, well this is – so the way I look at it is I'll never deny like the Patriots have had some – the way I look at it is they've had some great defenses – They've had some defenses that let them down. I'd say giving up 41 to Nick Foles in the Super Bowl was an instance where the defense let him down. For the most part, his six championships, yes. Absolutely all six top ten defenses, however, whatever stats you want to look at. This year, definitely a big part of it. Their Tampa Bay secondary is not very good. They're just not. Front seven's pretty good, especially lately. The path, That's what's going to be really interesting with the Chiefs starting line situation right now. They're going to have the backups will have their work cut out because JPP is playing incredible football right now. You got Shaq. You got a great linebacking core there with Devontae David and Devin White too. But, yeah, I think obviously defense is a big part of it. And I'll say too, I think Brady won a good amount of championships in New England without much offensive weapons. He had a great coaching staff, great offensive minds, but, like, those last championships you were winning, it was a pretty beat-up Gronk, Edelman, Hogan, Amendola. He had a stretch where he had Randy Moss, didn't win a championship with him. And then the early days had, like, Deion Branch, um, yeah. Corey Dillon. So I think it's a combination this year of the defense has played pretty well. They've played situationally well. They've come on hot. And then when you got Mike Evans, Godwin, A.B., you had Gronk to come back, it's interesting. I think the more Bruce Arians – let Tom Brady play his game, the better he's looked. The games where he tried to make Brady force it down the field, not great. But the more he lets Brady do his thing, it's one of the 
first time since Randy Moss that Brady's had weapons. I'm glad. I'm kind of glad he left New England. I would have liked to have him there, but if they were just going to keep pumping him out there with Edelman, Nikhil Harry, and all that, like nothing was ever going to happen with him. I'm glad he's he has a great. He does. He has an incredible weapons, a good defense. I'm glad they're getting. He's getting good use of his last few years in the league. And to your point about you know the the loss in the Super Bowl to the Eagles, I mean. Belichick's good enough where he came back. Then what was it? The very next year yeah, or thirteen three? Yeah. So you give year. up three, and then yeah, your offense exactly. puts up thirteen. So it's like it goes both ways exactly. with that. So, and then Amendola in this week in the media really like just that irked me. How he's saying Tom Brady is the Patriot way, and then McCordy came on a couple days later and he was like, I think Amendola's just hurt or something yeah. because, I mean, he was. McCourty pretty much went out there and said, you can't say there's times like the defense didn't like step up and play well. And I was like, yeah, I don't know what Amendola's talking about. Like Brady is Brady and he has six rings and he's done some pretty crazy things like to come back against Atlanta. But there's there's no way you can tell me like that defense like did not matter. And it's no, just like the LeBron M- or the MJ debate. It's like Jordan doesn't win six rings without Pippen. Pippen doesn't win six rings without Jordan. Yeah. It's like defense doesn't win. You know, those games without Brady, Brady doesn't win those games without the defense. It's, it takes yeah. a village. If you look at it from a really narrow view, this year is going to get things really twisted, especially if Brady goes out and wins the Super Bowl. Everyone's going to be like, well, Brady left, won a Super Bowl, did it with another team, and Belichick went 6-10 and 10 without him. Like, that should tell you everything. Well, it this, this is weird in. because, like, like you said, COVID, like, he, yeah, the COVID thing and, like, the weapons he has and the yeah. defense he has this year is, like, yeah. And like the Patriots said, had seven defensive players opt out. They didn't reload in the offseason. Yeah. You brought in depleted Cam Newton. So, like, this year is going to make things look a lot worse. Yes. Belichick said he's going to spend in the offseason. Go spend. Figure something out. And and I, Belichick will have a couple years here to prove that exactly. he, that was, my he was still point. big, too. When it's all said and done, I think, personally, as a Patriots fan, I'm going to look at it and say it wasn't Belichick. It wasn't Brady. It was the perfect pairing. Yep. Sometimes... Peanut butter and jelly. It just works. Exactly. <laughs> so. And to the people who are in the media, like the Kellermans and Cowherds of the world, saying that Brady won the divorce, like, give Belichick two years and see what happens because... Like, it's been a year. Like, yeah. Chill. And like Jake said, they had so many people opt out, and you had a declining Cam Newton, so it's, it's really hard to tell right I, now. I don't think a lot of people understand that two, two people can win a divorce. I think... You give Belichick, <laughs> you know. Sometimes divorces are better for both sides. I don't think Brady was going to do anything in New England. I think it's good he left. I don't think Belichick was going to do anything with Brady if they didn't reload the, with the weapons. So I, I think, yes, I think like you hit on the head, Brooke. In a couple years, Belichick will be sitting just fine. The Patriots will compete again. The difficult thing is if nothing happens to the Chiefs, like you have this juggernaut in Kansas City yeah. that you're going to have to get through to go there. And especially if Deshaun comes to the AFC. I hope you're stuck with Deshaun as a Chiefs fan two times a year. Don't oh, send him to the AFC East. <laughs> oh, Go boy. to the Broncos or Raiders. I don't care. Just don't come to the East. I wouldn't, as a Chiefs fan, I wouldn't mind it if he went to the Broncos because right now... Give you now, some damn competition. Exactly. And that's the thing. Like, the Raiders gave us a tough run for our money mm-hmm. this year, but, like, you know, the Chargers and... I guess the Chargers played decently well, but... Herbert will be good. Yeah, Herbert will be fine. I thought they brought in a pretty solid coaching hire in, in L.A. And then I also just want to touch on, too, if you're ever questioning how dominant the Chiefs are, 
The Raiders literally assembled their team the exact style to beat the Chiefs. They sucked when they played anyone else. They're like, we're going to assemble a team that's yes. built to beat the Chiefs. Did it once and like, look, the Chiefs are back in the Super Bowl yeah. and the Raiders didn't make the playoffs. It's like, that's how dominant it's the like, Chiefs are. Yeah, I don't understand the logic there in Oakland because it's not like you play the Chiefs eight times, you play them twice. So I, I have one last thing to say on just Brady Mahomes. So this very well could be the last time, unless Brady can get back to the Super Bowl, we ever see a playoff matchup of Brady Mahomes. I think this one is much more important than the first one. The first one, Kansas City still had a bottom of the hat, probably bottom third of the NFL defense. Not a great defense. Mahomes was in year, like his first full year pretty much, because it was technically year two, but his first full year. And I, I don't know. I think this one's, it's a more level playing field. Like there's not, you can make the argument Brady's 43, but Brady has a defense. Mahomes has a much improved defense. They both have weapons. It's, it's, it's a guy coming, a, a guy that Mahomes, hard to believe, might not even be in his prime yet. He's probably in his physical prime, but he says he's still continuing to learn the game mentally. Yeah. So I think this is a very important one when you look back on that this would be a much more important matchup in the grand scheme of things. So I'm excited for it. I mean, whatever. In my Obviously, I'm not a Bucks fan, so if the Chiefs win, I'll be happy for Mahomes, happy for my Chiefs friends and everything but i'm I'm really excited to watch it I, in a COVID year where everything was crazy with the league i think it's pretty awesome that we got yes. a brady mahomes matchup i got three thoughts on this okay so my first thought big game for pretty much the whole state of nebraska mm-hmm. got shaq barrett from boys town obviously levante david and, mm-hmm. and sue mm-hmm. and my second thought is i think this is the biggest like quarterback showdown in super bowl in a Super Bowl in a long, long time. Yeah. I think the last one that I remember would be maybe, um, you could probably say, I don't even know, maybe like, would you say Rodgers Roethlisberger? I don't know. Would you know. say you could maybe say Manning Russell? Or Brady Russell. Brady Russell. Because yeah. that, that, that Manning was, I think, past his prime. Oh, yeah. But I mean, right. it, it yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm with you, though. It right. could be the biggest since... Maybe the biggest, I wouldn't say ever, but... I think it might be ever, though, top, because... Yeah, maybe. Like, yeah. like Jake said, yeah. for, like, the GOAT debate and whatever, like, it's big for that, but, like, also, these... For Tom, I feel like for years, has been kind of playing with a loaded deck with that great defense and, like, him just being as good as he is. Like, no one's been really able to hang with him. And, like... The same could be said for Mahomes this year or whatever, but like in this matchup, it's like the defenses are good, the offensive weapons are good on both sides, and you got the GOAT right now and the face of the NFL right now that you know could one day be in the GOAT conversation. So it's like yeah. this is going to be like a heavyweight to fight. To put it in perspective, I think this would be like if MJ and LeBron were, were closer together in years – and MJ played LeBron in the finals on the way out. Yeah. Like, I think in 15 years when Mahomes is playing for his fifth or sixth ring, like, we're going to be having the conversation, and we're going to have a game to look back on and say, hey, they face each other in a Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, and that's, that's awesome. awesome. I want to say, like, there will be no knock on Brady if he loses this one because, yeah. I mean, I feel like he's 43 years old, like, mm-hmm. you know, and Mahomes is 24, 25 or whatever. I mean, he's, you know, people want to say he still, you know, is what he was 
10 years ago, but at 43, like, he had to go to the Bucks yeah. where there was a good defense and more weapons in place. Like, he's still, like, for the time being, if he loses this Super Bowl matchup, the GOAT. And maybe I'm wrong. I don't think there's anything lost if Mahomes loses either. No. You know how hard it is to win back-to-back exactly. Super Bowl championships. And he's still, like I said, he's still got, I, I view, at least 15 years ahead of him. So I don't think whoever walked out of this one as a loser, there's nothing to hang their hat on, absolutely. Yeah. So there, there just could be some, you know, preface down, like 10 years down the road oh, yeah. if we start having this talk, like yeah. who was the... Yeah. And, peop- and people walk out of this spinning it however they want to spin it. The people that love Brady to death and see it from a narrow view will always spin it their direction. The people that hate Brady will spin it their... No. <laughs> I'm, kidding. Pass. I'm kidding. The people that hate Brady will always spin it the way they want to. I still have to deal with people on the daily that are like, Rodgers is the GOAT. I don't care what you say. Rodgers is the GOAT. There's always going to be the people like that. I just... I think I, after I, this year, like the Rodgers yeah. being the GOAT argument can be put to bed because yeah. you're at home in Lambeau and like... For Brady lack came of a, beat you. he came in and beat you, and like the way you lost yeah. was just like pathetic. Okay, like, defensive it, line ate his kitchen. Oh yeah, ate his kitchen. Okay, and, like if you're done Super Bowl, let's talk about that real quick. Oh, Are you fine with that? I have one last thought. Okay, go for it. But also, <laughs> when you said how this would be pretty much like MJ and LeBron meeting mm-hmm. at their careers, Kyle would do dirty things to see that. <laughs> oh, I would man. do dirty yeah. things to see that. Yeah. Third thought, and, and we get that in football this yes, year. With, exactly. Like, so that's pretty sweet. Third thought. Chiefs minus three, hammer it. Oh. While while we're all there, are you the same? I mean, I think so. I think the Chiefs run away late, not like crazy win by like twenty, but I think it gets to like the ten to fourteen range late, and they win. The biggest key is going to be that whatever that Bucks defensive line does. Yeah. If they're if they're getting to Mahomes, like I I don't think it's going to be a game, but also if they can just give him some sort of time, like you said, that secondary is not good. Yeah. And you give Tyreek and what, Travis think, Kills. You don't think Sean Murphy Bunting's going to take over? <laughs> no. Well, you no, saw no. what Tyreek did in one quarter in that regular season game. No, like They need some help. <laughs> help is on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, I will say this. I will be there on that side. I will be going across the river and putting down Bucks money line just based on the fact. I went back and forth all week. I said, whatever way, if I lose this bet, I'm going to call myself an idiot. I'm going to say, you bet against Mahomes, you're a dumbass. You bet against Brady. So I'm going to go bet the Bucks though. Simply with not even thinking about quarterback play, just thinking about you're going to the game without your two starting tackles and a Bucks pass rush that's hot. Yeah. If Mahomes beats me that way, Mahomes beats me that way, I'm happy with it. I'm cool. And I feel like it would just be sacrilegious for me to not bet Brady in the Super Bowl for possibly the last time ever. So If Chiefs don't cover my, like minus three, I might be living on your couch. <laughs> so, I'll just say that. I, I think... <laughs> It'll be a good game. I will. I have also already locked in my ten dollars bet on uh, on tails. Nice. So that'll be lunch I'm, money for the week. Anybody who's listening, I think Super Bowl prop bets are a scam. If you okay, if you had to give one prop bet, if you looked at them, just if one, I had to give one prop bet related to the game, no I, national anthem heads tails. Uh, I was just saying to the game. Did you see that real quick? Did you say they took the national anthem bet pretty much off all books? Some guys stood outside Raymond James while they were practicing and recorded oh. it, and it went like two minutes and sixteen seconds, and the line was set at like a minute fifty eight, no and like shit. all these books took it down. And so what did you bet before? They voided them, voided them all. So yeah, because that's because Vegas always wins. So go ahead. What what would be your game prop? Mine will be. I don't. I don't even know what the number is. I'm gonna take Kelsey over receptions. See, I feel like that's the sucker bet in Vegas wants you to take it. <laughs> so I'm thinking like Hardman, Tyreek Hills over something like that. 
I would go anyone <laughs> but Travis Kelsey just because I oh, feel like yeah. he's just drilled the over so far in his play, like this playoff run. So I'll be betting very small amounts just because I want something to watch. I'll be betting Kelsey over receptions. I will be betting McCole Hardman first touchdown and Antonio Brown first touchdown. Those are my yeah. I think either Mike Evans he he's got the first touchdown in their last two games so. There's one for the Bucks, and if I had to guess, I'd say Hardman on the first side for the Chiefs. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Travis Kelsey reception yards. Okay. Over, and I lied. I'm gonna give one more. I'm gonna say Pat Mahomes first touchdown. He yeah. scored the first touchdown yep, last year, and he's gonna probably have to move out of the pocket. Yep. He's gonna have yep. pressure. I will add one more and throw <laughs> over. Like like Jake said, talking about depleted line, Bucks pass rush, I would take over for Mahomes rushing yards. Yeah. There's okay, I also saw one that I'm pretty sure it's plus one twenty five that there will be a pass interference in the game. You have like two quarterbacks that the NFL probably wants to protect, and on one end you have Frank Clark and Chris Jones who really want to hit Brady, and the other hand you have Sue who just is notorious for you getting mean roughing the passer. What did I say, pass interference? Yeah. Yes, roughing oh, the passer. 100 percent Sorry. So yeah. I think if you can get Plus one and twenty five on that. I think between that's plus money. It's plus one twenty five, and I was gonna. I'm like, they just notoriously like you want to protect both of these yeah. guys. So like, I would think I could be wrong, but and, I'm and you have Indomitian Sue, who yeah, is he's notorious. Gonna do, he's for, gonna do something stupid. I love him, but he's gonna yeah. do something stupid. So. All it, 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 like you said, they want to protect. Him. It doesn't yeah. take anything really. It'll take no. maybe a shove and something. Brady's history at the ref is very, very, very known. That. that little tap on the shoulder? Yeah. <laughs> you know, okay, okay. he's getting old. They gotta protect him. You guys are disgusting. You know, he's, those refs gotta see Brady in the retirement home. Have some class, guys. <laughs> Alright, so real quick, I don't want to spend much time on it. Just, I want to touch on the AFC and NFC championships real quick. First off, I want to say I think Buffalo was awesome to watch this year. I think Josh Allen's special. I I think he's got a lot of things he can still polish up on. They're going to be trouble. I don't like that the Patriots have to see them year in and year out. Sean McDermott's a great coach. They have a great offensive coordinator that didn't get hired by a different team this year. So I think the Bills are special. I'll also say this. The only thing I want to talk about on the NFC Championship game, for everyone that's bitching about Rodgers not getting the ball on fourth down, your GOAT had three chances from the eight-yard line, didn't gain a single yard, could have scrambled it on third down. So, would I have kicked the field goal there? No. Absolutely but, not. But if you go for it, even if you get it and score, you're still giving the ball back to Brady with time left on the clock, and they play that situation differently. So that made it I a five-point game, right? Yeah, it made a five-point five game. So, people that continue to two-point conversion. If yeah. you're just defending Rodgers on this, all I'm saying is, is he had opportunities. Should they have gone for it? Yes. But he had opportunities, and even if they score, get the two, you're giving the ball back to Brady, and all they need is points. All right, and here's my thought on it. It's like, I don't understand, like, I mean, there's coaching blunders and then player blunders. It just, like, it, it would just look bad for the Packers. And my thought is, like, even if you don't convert on fourth down right there, you have Tampa Bay pinned back on, like, inside their own 10. So, like, they're probably not going to get too aggressive there, and then you... If they punt, you're still in pretty good field position, and like you still need to sc- go down, score, and get it too. And like Jake said, even if they get the two point conversion, you give the ball back to Brady. But just to play devil's advocate, say they mm-hmm. don't, like you, you score, and then you get a stop, and you only need a field goal. Yeah, I still would yeah. like to see that. 
them go for it, though. Yeah. Right. I, it was the wrong call to go for it. Like, even though they didn't punt, that's, like, punting. Like, yeah. it's just, like, you don't you do not do that as a head coach. I would say it's much I mean, logic tells you, like, they had to spend all their timeouts after, you know, they kicked the field goal. Logic tells you it's much easier to drive down and get within field goal range and yeah. just kick a field goal for the win than having to go and get back in the end zone. Like, mm-hmm. how many times in a game are you going to have a chance inside the 10-yard line? So I just, it yeah. makes no sense to me. I just want to touch on that real quick because I hate just the constant excuse after excuse for Rodgers. I wish they would have gave him a chance on fourth down. He still had opportunities to go win that game during Weird. the game. The NFL is absolutely getting out of control with these analytic guys mm-hmm. because, good Lord, it's just like, I forget who it was, but we saw, oh, it was the Titans-Ravens game when the Titans were down late in the game. They punted on the Ravens, like, 40. Like, yeah. It's just like you're giving away games based on like what these analytic yeah. guys are telling you. Like, yes, it matters what they say a little bit, but like anybody who's ever watched football before, like it just felt like they needed to go for it right there. And you I'm know they yeah. they punted and they didn't get it back. I don't think. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean that's pretty much all I want to talk on in those championship games. Um, it seems like forever ago. Too, I know. For some reason. I know. We do have we have a little bit of time left. I don't know. We'll. Like I, I said, this is our first podcast back. We're going to dive into some different topics. Did you want to talk any Creighton at all? I want to right? save it for later. Okay. Because I still got to watch the full Marquette game. Okay. Still. And um, there's still there's still a good... This is an important stretch of the season here. So. Us fifth grade Junior Cougars got the dub. So. <laughs> but Coach I'm going to watch that Creighton-Marquette game because I have a lot of talk about just college basketball in general and Creighton. So that'll be a loaded... My quick synopsis is, so far, what I've seen is that, like, it really doesn't matter what happens outside of Baylor and Gonzaga because yeah. those two oh, teams are dominant. absolutely dominant. I will, but we'll save that for okay. for another time. We'll save that. Um, it could be juicy. Oh, yeah. Again, a lot's happened since we went out. The Dodgers went out and won a World Series. Didn't really feel like a World Series this year. I mean, I, I don't know. I think when it comes to playoff baseball, like that's the one thing where I'm like, fans are so important. Mm-hmm. Like yes. I, To me, that makes everything. And it was the Dodgers this year, and they went out of Bauer. So I don't have much to say about that. Like, it's, it was nice to have a season, I guess. Money talks in baseball. I hate yeah. the goddamn job, Dodgers. It's dude. like I hate them. Yeah. What is what is Tampa Bay doing down there? Like they got to get an owner that can you know spend a little bit of money because like that is just like they had the talent last year to go win a World Series and it didn't work out. You know whatever reason they fell apart and then like now they're just feels like they're blowing up and letting people walk and trading people. It's just like... I will say this. If, if Brady does win the Super Bowl, you know how absolutely disgusting it is to, like, lose Mookie and then he goes and wins the championship. Lose just, Brady and then he goes and uh, wins the championship. For me as a Red Sox and Patriots fan, that's absolutely disgusting. Happy for both of them. But that's like your... It's like your girlfriend dumping you. It's like both... That's like you, you had two girlfriends back-to-back. They immediately dump you and they both went and got married right away. <laughs> That's it's that's tough. I mean, I I again would be happy for both of them. I'd be happy for Brady. Like, gosh, that's that's a tough look. Back to the World Series though. Like off the field, not necessarily off the field, but I think the biggest middle finger to the MLB was Justin Turner when he tested positive yeah. for COVID and then came back out. Yeah, <laughs> that honestly, was... that's a big middle finger. But it's like you just they want a World Series. It's like yeah, yeah. that's I like mean, some people <laughs> like think about the number of people in the world that like. Like, there are, and then the number of people that play Major League Baseball, and then the select few who win a World Series, like, it's, it's like, like... That's a once-in-a-lifetime 
chance. Like, you're not just going to go sit in the clubhouse. Oh, I have COVID. Like, I'm not going to go celebrate. I, like, I, I'm sorry, like, if, if others feel differently about COVID and whatnot, but it's like, come on. Like, obviously not the smartest for, you know, yeah. getting people sick, but like, wear a mask. you fault him. Well, I'm pretty I, sure no one else got COVID, too, I think, after that. And I, I think there mask, was... It's yeah. a big middle figure, and I I loved it. I, I think that's a big communication thing too. I don't know how you 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 find out the guy tested positive in like the seventh inning. That's what I, my biggest yeah. thing was is like how what what are we doing? That, but I mean I get it. It's one of those things where you're doing everything you can to try to make baseball happen. But that was the weirdest thing to me is like how are we just finding out in the seventh inning? But to that point too, like going off of that uh, at the Creighton Georgetown game on Wednesday, mm-hmm. they took the ref off the court, like really? right at right at tip off. And they put in a new. That, oh, that's why. So I didn't. Oh. I don't know. Like you said, I don't know what the communications yeah. going on. Where hey, this okay. guy just tests positive, get him out of there. It's like, yeah. what in the hell yeah. is going on? I mean, it's a weird year, yeah. but it's like, really? I know. It's like, not, yeah, they yeah. took him off before. These, right? leagues are, these leagues are still struggling to find like <laughs> the right ways to handle all this stuff, and uh. it's pretty cool seeing. And I and I get like it's one like COVID's affected a lot of people. Uh, and I'm certainly not the. I'm not sitting here saying that sports are getting sports back is the most important thing, or getting fans back is the most important thing. But as a sports fan, seeing how incredibly harmful COVID has been for so many people, to be starting to work fans back in, vaccines are getting pumped out. I'm excited. You see the light at the end of the tunnel. You're like, I could see myself at a baseball game within the next four or five months if they keep rolling like this. So I don't know, and maybe. People have more exciting lives than me where they care about more than just sports. <laughs> but as someone that, like, eats, breeds, eats, breeds, sleeps, whatever sports, I, I am itching to get back. So shout out to, to yeah. normal. Shout out to all the, the medical professionals out there, all the healthcare workers, because... Much appreciated know, for yeah. your services. A lot of sacrifices. So it's cool to see sports coming back in the degree it is. And, you know, like I said, we... <laughs> I saw a lot of people starting podcasts and everything during COVID, so... I just let them know who's boss. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those cool things where... We'll know. be back, though, for college basketball. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah. going to be loaded, because I know you got some... I know you got some takes. You got some thoughts on it, and shout-out to the Drake Bulldogs. 18 and Former nine. Darren DeVries, or former Creighton assistant, Darren DeVries. Yeah. I love it. So, yeah. I think we're planning on doing these weekly here. Maybe a couple a week. We'll see how it goes. So, if you came back and listened... If you listened to us when we first did these... And you're back. Awesome. Glad to have you back. This is your first time listening. Well, thanks. Thanks for listening. As always, um, I'll probably get this pumped out on the um, the Twitter page. Um, so if you have suggestions, DM us, Texas, whatever. If you want to hear something talked about, let us know. Um, we're gonna be trying to do some different things, introducing maybe a couple different segments. Um, we maybe have a, we have some a, special yeah. guests. Yeah. I have a thought of a segment that I want to do. I want to do buffoon of the week. Okay. Absolutely. Oh, so absolutely okay. just an idiot who in sports, okay. off sports, related to sports, just buffoon of the week. I like that. And I'll come with one next week. Cool. We got some special guests coming on for sure. Um, some stuff in the works. Right now, we have Pat Marie's in the room. Pat, real quick, you want to give us your Super Bowl winner? Who do you have tomorrow? Winner, I'll take the Chiefs by 11. And I heard Jake Mock take my favorite prop, uh, Travis Kelsey, over receptions. If it's 13 and a half, you still bet the over. Vegas doesn't know what they're doing. That man's a beast. Bang it. Good. Love Good it. pick. Bang it. So I think that's all we got today. So thanks for listening. Come back next time. Take it from us. Later.